This is the Invincible Career Newsletter. I'm Larry Cornett. I want to talk about a framework that you can use to successfully achieve your goals this year. And it is a simple framework, as I mentioned in the newsletter. Whatever it is you want to achieve this year, there is a pretty straightforward way to do that. And it's going to seem obvious to many of you, but it's not easy. I will not say that it is easy. And it's kind of funny, you know, I mentioned this story. It's people who are always looking for the secret to success. They're looking for some quick hack. They want some some technique or some new strategy that they've never heard about before. Um, and the truth is there's nothing new under the sun. So if you're looking for some amazing new secret that's going to make success possible with no effort doesn't exist. So this framework has existed for a long time and people write about it in different ways. They talk about it in different ways. Some of them act as if they have discovered it and they've created it for the first time, which is kind of funny, but others are much more honest about it. Uh, I mentioned a couple, for example, James Clear, who I've talked about before, He's being very honest and straightforward when he says that if you want to make a successful change in your life, it's all about your daily habits. It's about the habits that you start or stop every day in your life. Cal Newport also has a very straightforward, not, not so secret to success that, hey, you just need to work really hard for a long time, build valuable skills to be in demand, and you'll become so good they can't ignore you. You know, it's not it's not a secret. There's no quick fix. You just got to get really good at what you do so people notice you and can't ignore you. It, this may sound obvious. I'm often told that some of the advice that I'm sharing is obvious. Okay, sure. But you know what? Hardly anyone's actually doing it. People will complain that it's obvious, but they're not actually following the advice and doing it, which is funny. So how do you know it doesn't work? And I told the story, um, you know, I gave a talk in Australia. Uh, wow. I, I was going to say last year, but thank you, 2020. That was, uh, it was actually 2019 because last year was a wash in terms of public speaking, at least at physical events. And someone came up to me after my talk and they said, Hey, I really enjoyed your talk, but you know, some of that stuff you said about career growth, that's kind of obvious. I mean, who doesn't know that? I already knew that. And I just smiled and I said, oh, that's great. So you're already doing all of those things to advance your career. How has that been working for you? And the person kind of blushed and looked away and said, well, I'm, I'm not actually doing them, but I know that I should. And that's the point. It's obvious, maybe. It probably works, but you're not taking action. So I'm going to, you know, I share the framework in the newsletter, but the real secret to success is you actually have to do it. You have to follow the framework, not just part of it. Don't just pick and choose. Don't just do it for a couple of days and go, oh, that didn't work. You have to follow the framework every single step of the framework. If you intentionally apply the strategy, follow the framework, you will achieve most of your goals. 
that's if you're being reasonable. You know, if you make a list of 5,000 goals, I'm not going to promise you that you can achieve all those goals with the framework. And there are things that can randomly impact your success. Hey, we didn't predict the pandemic, so that affected some of your goals last year, I'm sure. But let's admit that most of our failures to accomplish our goals are squarely in our hands. We have ourselves to blame for things we don't achieve. It's either something we did or something we didn't do. And I'm just as guilty. I talk about my goal to publish a book and my lack of publishing the book last year is entirely my fault. I made some good progress, but I haven't created a fully robust system for that yet. I haven't prioritized it above other things that I'm working on yet. So let's talk about the framework. Um, the first is all about goals. So you're probably already familiar with SMART goals. I'd link to something if you're not. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on those, you know, being specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. I mean, you probably know that. There is a new method that a lot of people use now, OKRs, where your objectives and key results. And that can be a little more inspirational than the SMART approach, which tends to be really focused on a specific goal and specific tasks. If you want to learn more about OKRs, I'd link to, to a book by John Doerr. Um, Measure What Matters. It's a, it's a pretty famous book. So I'm just going to keep it simple. Goal setting doesn't have to be some crazy complex exercise, especially if it's goals for yourself, right? When we're setting goals with an organization and for our, our entire company or a program that we're working on, a lot of people are involved. It can get pretty complex. But when it's just you, just start by brainstorming a huge list of all the things that you would like to achieve this year. And I would include both personal and professional goals. I asked my premium subscribers to the newsletter to do that this week as part of their challenge. And we're going to be discussing their plans and talking through it in my community. And we're going to build on that challenge for the rest of the month of January. So some things to keep in mind, capture more than professional. Think about your personal development goals, things that would inspire you. You should be making time and making a commitment to yourself, your well-being, your health, your relationships, things that you want to do for you. So not all of the professional things that you want to do for your career, even for your employer. Be very specific about goals and make sure you're defining something that can be measured. Fuzzy goals don't help. I want to get better at th something. It's like, what do you mean by better? <laughs> What's better mean? How are you going to measure that? Can you get very specific about what you're going to do to build to that goal? And be realistic. Set goals that you can achieve in the time frame of this year and, and some that you can achieve in less time. You know, I said create a list of small, medium, and large goals. Don't set yourself up by, for failure by trying to do something in one year that takes five years, you know, training for a marathon or something like that. And then finally, review your goals with somebody you trust. You know, they will tell you are you being reasonable? Is that way too many goals for a human being to accomplish in a year if you have a job already and, and other commitments? Um, is a goal that you have set yourself up to achieve possible? So talk with somebody who's potentially done it before, worked on that before. And I talked about, you know, if you want to publish a book, talk with somebody who's published a book. Find out what it takes and the pitfalls to avoid all that good stuff, right? Um, I think I shared this on social media this week, but if you simply have a goal in mind, so this is talking about the goals, your probability of achieving your goals is only about 
And that's why you need the rest of the framework. You know, otherwise you're probably not going to succeed. Uh, the next piece is plan. So I say that a goal without a plan is simply wishful thinking. You know, your plan is going to define how you specifically intend to pursue the goals that you're going to achieve. You can start with a high level plan that maps out the whole year. I would recommend prioritizing your goals, you know, thinking about how important are they, the size of that goal, is it a small, medium, large, and then map them into the year accordingly. So if it's something that is a high priority for you and it won't take a lot of time, you want to pull it into the month of January. Um, some goals are going to take a, another goal that's going to be required to achieve that final goal. Um, let me restate that because that didn't make a lot of sense. So, you know, for example, if you have a big goal of competing in a race this year, then you're going to need a bunch of sub goals that happen earlier to train for it. So a regular training program, for example, break the big goals down into a series of sub goals and the steps you'll need to build up to it. You know, if you have the goal of landing a new job, don't just make that your big goal and say, I hope it magically happens by the end of this year. Map out all the sub goals and the steps that you have to take. That's what I mean by planning. So what do you want your next career move to be? Where do you want to work? What kind of company? What kind of job are you looking for? Should it be a promotion or a lateral move? Start working on your elevator pitch. Like how are you going to position yourself? Why should someone hire you? Update your resume, write cover letters, update your LinkedIn, uh, update a portfolio. If you have one as a designer or even as an engineer, you want something in GitHub, uh, create an interview presentation, rebuild your network, strengthen it, start doing some research on the, the companies of interest. See if they're hiring. Ask for warm intros, work your network to get those warm intros, get an interview, do the interview. You, you kind of get the picture. I'm not going to go into all the details, but there's a lot that builds up into that. So don't just have a high level goal. I want a new job this year. Break it down, plan out the steps, map it onto your calendar and say, well, when do I need to start doing each of these steps? Um, and not everything has to be excruciatingly detailed. Some goals don't even need that amount of detail. You know, if you're just going to make a quick update to your LinkedIn profile, you know, it doesn't need a huge plan. You know, just say, I'm going to block off a couple of hours one afternoon or on the weekend and update my LinkedIn. Um, now, your probability of accomplishing your goal rises to 40% if you set a date. So if you say, by the end of March, I'm going to have this goal accomplished. So that's already increasing the probability to 40%. If you create a plan that says, yeah, I want to get it done by the end of March, and here are the steps I'm going to take to make that happen and the dates I need to take those steps, then your probability climbs to 50%. So the next part of the framework is habits. This is what James Clear is famous for in his book, Atomic Habits. And he would say, commit to a process, not a goal. And I, I do like goals and plans. I actually find them helpful and, and inspirational, but he's right about the value of a process. And you know, if you don't take consistent action, you're not going to make progress. You know, a lot of people do create goals and plans every year, but very few make it all the way through to achieve that, that final success of that goal. And I can, I can understand that it gets overwhelming, especially with a significant goal. You can get discouraged because daily progress feels really tiny. You know, you're looking at that goal and you're like, I'm never going to reach that goal. And you give up, but that's, that's kind of the nature of anything significant. Making progress will feel onerous. The work is hard. 
a lot of the work that is required is a little bit monotonous. I'm a writer, and anybody will tell you that writing can get monotonous. The daily practice is stressful. Sometimes you can't think about the words you want to write on the page. It's not exciting, you know. The final book in the the bookstore up on Amazon or whatever, yeah, that's exciting. But the daily work, it's not thrilling. I have a friend who became wildly successful last year, became really famous. And for many people, it probably looked like she came out of nowhere. She's an overnight success, you know. But I know her. I've known her for a long time. And she's been putting in the work every day for over 10 years. She's not an overnight success. She's been working hard for 10 years. And I know that it had to have felt like a grind when I'm looking at how much effort she's putting in. But now she has the rewards of all that hard work. And she's not done, of course. You know, I'm sure she has new goals that she's going to establish. That's 10 years of work. So if you want to succeed in achieving your goals and working on your plans, you got to turn those actions into daily habits. Something might be something you do weekly. You know, maybe you put in time on the weekend for it. But I'm guessing some of your goals are going to have to be daily habits, even if it's a small amount of work. You know, I work out every day. That's a daily habit. Been doing it for over 12 years. I write every day. That's a daily habit. It's the only way I'm going to get things done. So what is going to be a daily habit for you this year? And it could be little, you know, you could say, I'm going to spend 15 minutes doing this every day, or I'm going to spend an hour doing this once a week, whatever it is, make time for it. And that's the next piece of the framework is scheduling time. I would say one of the biggest reasons people fail is they somehow can't find the time to work on their goals. Sometimes that's because you don't make it a priority. You let other things uh, stomp on that priority. And sometimes you just don't schedule time on your calendar. You think it's going to happen, but when, right? You're working, you've got friends and family, you have other commitments, you need to sleep. (laughs) We all need to sleep occasionally. So once you have defined your habits, block time in your calendar. I schedule time on my calendar. It's literally on my calendar every morning to work out. That way a meeting doesn't come in and, and stomp on my exercise routine, right? I block off several hours to write articles and newsletters and and books. You can't let other people control your calendar because when someone controls your calendar, they control your life. The first step to taking back your power and freedom is to own your time. And I'm sure if you're working as an employee, your employer requires many of the hours on your calendar, especially Monday through Friday. But that doesn't mean they get all of your time, right? That used to happen to me. Your employers will take all of your time if you let them. Some of my past employers took advantage of the fact that I'm a workaholic. And I was working nights and weekends. And sometimes I wasn't just me doing that. I'd have them them call me or send me an urgent email on a Saturday morning. You've got to work on this right now. So they'll take all your time if you let them. But your future is way too valuable to let that happen. Um, The next part of the framework is tracking your progress. So if you have defined a measurable goal, you can track the progress. You can determine if you're on track to achieve your goal. I do this with anything that's important to me. I do it with my workout. You know, I have weightlifting goals. You know, how much I want to be able to lift for various types of lifts, like squat and bench press and deadlift and so forth. 
I have a plan that I stick to. I've worked with coaches, which has really helped me. I have a daily habit of exercising every morning. I schedule time on my calendar, as I mentioned. I also track my progress. So I track week over week what I did, how much I lifted. And occasionally I'll do like a max lift to see if I'm making progress. Am I lifting more or not? If the plan's working, great. If it's not, if I'm not getting stronger, if I'm not getting faster, whatever it is, then I know I need to make an adjustment. And I hold myself accountable. I share videos of my workouts. I make posts. And the reason I do that is A, to inspire other old guys like me. It's like I'm over 50 and I'm working out every day. So this is how I end up feeling good every day. And I also do it to hold myself accountable because people will notice that I'm not. And they're like, hey, did you stop working out? And it's like, you're not posting anymore. I do this professionally too. I'm writing content for a course. I have scripts that I'm working on. I have a set deadline. I made a plan for how quickly I needed to write or how much I needed to write every day to make that happen. Schedule time. And I have a daily habit of writing at least one script. Tracking my progress in a spreadsheet. I have a big whiteboard that's in my face every day. I track with little uh, icons I drew of here are all the scripts I have to write. And I erase one every time that I finish one. And it reminds me, it's like, am I on track? Am I writing at least four scripts every week? Am I behind schedule? And it's motivational. I mean, seeing those icons disappear, seeing the progress motivates me. It's like, okay, I still have more to do, but I've come a long way. And it will motivate you too. And then finally, I think it's the secret sauce to all this. I've talked about it before. It's accountability. So if you combine your habit, a daily habit, the tracking, and then accountability, you're so much more likely to be successful. Even if you just make a promise to someone, you're promising you're going to achieve a goal. Your probability of success rises to 65%. And then if you schedule appointments, so you say every week or two, I'm going to schedule a check-in with someone. And that could be a coach, a mentor. It could be a friend. Maybe you're both working out and you want to track progress together. But you do a check-in, your probability of success goes up to 95%. I did this when I first started working out. When I joined a CrossFit box, I felt accountable to my coach. I felt accountable to my friends. They were waiting for me. You know, if I didn't show up in the morning, someone texted me and they're like, where were you? (laughs) You know, you skipped the workout. And I knew I got out of bed because I knew they were going to give me grief. I knew someone was going to call me. So I've tried to create the same type of accountability environment for my career accelerator, which I've talked about before. It's a group of us. We meet every week. We discuss our goals, uh, the activities we'd, we've done during the week to make progress. We support each other. We give advice. We give feedback. We help each other break through barriers. And it's really, it's that accountability saying, hey, did you do the thing you said you're going to do this week? How are you going to finish that article if you aren't working on it every week? How are you going to get that new job if you didn't do an interview in the past two weeks? So the community helps us all stay on track. And I've linked that in the newsletter if you want to check that out. I have just recently expanded my community to make it more accessible to more of you. So it's more affordable. It's really not very much. I mean, it's $4.99 a month. (laughs) I don't know. If you can't invest $4.99 a month into a supportive 
professional community to help you achieve your goals, to help you break through barriers, to introduce you to people, to build out a network, then I guess it's not that important to you, you know? And you can try it free for a week if you want. Some people have said, well, why don't you make it free? You know, I've had the free Facebook groups, uh, the free Slack community. And what I've learned is that some people take advantage of it and they use it. They commit to each other. They show up all the time. A lot of people don't. And I, I'm just as guilty. When something's free, I don't feel the same urgency to use it. I don't value it as much. I don't commit to it as much. It's easy to put it off, to not show up. It's easy to not make progress. When you pay for something, though, even a small amount, and we've done research on this, you pay a small monthly amount to get the support that you need, to have a community where you can turn to for advice, to have access to professionals, to ambitious people. You know, Surrounding yourself with that circle of ambitious people that drive you to become more, you value it more. You show up. You want to get your investment back out of it. I'd link that as well. Check it out. So if you are a premium subscriber and you're listening to this, you should have received an email yesterday with links to join the new community. It's free for you. It's part of your premium subscription. You can join the community. You'll have access to a course. It's a year-long course of the weekly challenges. And I think it's an easier place to have discussions and, and talk with each other, ask questions, share links and resources. It's just a lot easier to use. Um, if you're not a premium subscriber, you can upgrade your newsletter subscription. I link that. And that will give you access to the course. I'll send you uh, an invite for free access to your email address. If you would prefer the more affordable option, like I said, it's only $4.99 a month, $4.99 a month. Um, that allows you to join the community. You know, you can be with all these other professionals as I mentioned. You can try it out for a week, right? It's free to try out for a week. Hey, you don't like it, quit. It's okay. So it's called my, uh, it's the Invincible Freedom Community. And I'm making this to be much more than just work. It's work in life. Because the reality is being successful at work requires success in life, your personal life. And being happy in your personal life means that your work life has to be good too. As much as we try to separate the two, we can't. If you're not feeling good personally, it's hard to give your best professionally. And if you're unhappy at work, it bleeds into your personal life. I know. I've been there. So if you want to join this group of ambitious professionals, you can have access to guidance and support, getting feedback, being held accountable to your goals, being inspired by each other. And I'm telling you, I'm very careful about who I let in this community. People are really friendly. It's a, it's a whole range of people. It's not just people in the United States. I have people in other countries who have joined. Some people are in tech, a lot of people in tech, but it's not all tech people. There are people in other professions as well. But the, the unifying thing is they're very friendly and supportive because when someone's not, I kick them out. I don't need the money. We don't need that kind of person in our community. We have enough of that at work. We have enough enough of that in life. So it's it's a welcoming, helpful, friendly community. So I wish you the best of luck with your goals this year. If you have any questions, you can ask in the comments on this post online or check out the new community. And you can ask questions and talk with us there. I wish you the best of luck with everything that you want to achieve this year. Take care.
until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life.